0: Morning gentlemen. Morning. Greetings. Greetings from the beach. Still cold out there?
1: No, the beach today. Oh, it's freezing. Well, technically it's
0: We're not on YouTube because this is day two without water for the Branson household. It's water watergate. Oh, wait. That's already been said. No water. That? And no, actually, my... that
2: was a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing. Political <laughs> <laughs> scandal. That
0: was a thing. Uh, actually, no water. And last night, right after the game ended against Sacramento, my internet went out. Which was fine. I was going to bed anyway. But I felt like... I felt like it was a little insult to injury. Like, come on.
1: Yeah. You're saying the Hornets shot the lights out?
0: They shot my internet out.
1: Mm.
0: It was good to be a cable subscriber at that moment. Wouldn't have seen that fantastic ending. Hey, speaking of fantastic endings, Nick, you brought this up in the pre-pre-show, the pre-show that people don't get to listen to, that uh, the the Atlanta game where Dennis Schroeder, you tell us about it.
2: Sorry, I didn't hear you. You tell us. <laughs> oh, you cut off. Sorry. I, I like, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, they were down three. And Schroeder gets, uh, Dennis Schroeder gets the ball and just drives straight to the hoop. And of course, no one stops him because they need like they need three because there's only about three or four seconds left. And he just scores a two and there's like point eight left. And, and Phoenix just takes out the ball and game ends. It's great. And like, and you can just see the bench. Like they're all just standing there like, wait, what? what? And, and then and I saw somebody somebody free, freeze framed it. They said the worst part about this is that like Terine Prince was wide open. All he had to do was just was just pass nah. it over, just across the across the no. lane.
0: Yeah. Nah. No, he made the he made the right play. That's <laughs> that's the ultimate teammate play. You just you just lose the game intentionally because look, Atlanta is hopeless. I've I've what said this do? cried. He's wept I into cried. his wept hey, into Miles Plumley's is a great dun- gator, dunker,
1: man. apparently. Did he give him the Dave Yeager face? I'm just like, I, I could not be more frustrated in my <laughs> current position.
0: Dave Yeager looks like he belongs on the World Poker Tour. Someone argue that with me. <laughs> he, and I think he'd probably have a better time if we were on the World Poker Tour. Because he's not having a great time in Sacramento. Let's
2: no. just say that. Why, why, did he leave, why did he leave Memphis? I mean, they're not very good either, but yeah. They fired him, didn't they? <laughs> no, he's <laughs> good. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he like he like strong armed him and said like I'm going to I'm going to Memphis. I'm going, I'm going to, Sacramento. to Sacramento. Who threatens that? that was a tough, no, you know what it was. He, no, Memphis. no, you know he actually maybe got fired. No, he tried to go to uh, Minnesota, and then something happened there. I'm
0: all right. Nick D- D- Nick Dinning just details. went for two when we needed three. Great.
2: <laughs> you are locked on Hornets, <laughs> part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Not in a minute, we live. we live. We live.
0: This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA on this very cold Wednesday in Charlotte, North Carolina, the Queen City. We're coming to you live from the Gittimer.com studios in BEA, beautiful uptown Charlotte. I'm Doug Branson. I cover the team for FanRagSports.com. I'm joined by the panel, first up, live from the, the beach. But it's cold. It's snowing there. It's the man, the myth, the legend, my co-host with the mo-host, David Walker.
1: I'm so excited for this beach snow. Have you guys ever seen a beach snow?
0: I haven't. No, I, I go there. You know, it's funny. I, I like to go. This is weird, I know. I like to go there when it's warm and I can get in the water. <laughs>
1: You can never. It's never a bad time to be at the beach, Doug. That's the first rule. I feel like DJ. I
0: feel like right at this moment is now is a bad time.
1: No, no. I'll, I'll Skype you when it starts snowing.
0: Okay. And from the capital city, he covers the team for at thehive.com. Nick Denning. Nick, what's going
2: on? Yeah, I'm. I'm with you, Doug. This this whole beach thing during the winter seems yeah. kind of. Just yeah, they're misuse crazy. of funds. Just listen.
1: You got the run of the place.
0: I'm in the, I'm in Charlotte. I have no water, but I'd still rather I still would not want no, to. No, you me.
1: wouldn't. No, you would not. <laughs> That's a lot. <lie. laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, we got a lot to talk about in this show. Yep. We're gonna recap this game against Sacramento. A big win for this Hornets team. A fantastic offensive night in Sacramento. Now two and one on this four game road trip, a road trip that we described as uh, pretty much crucial uh, to their to any shot that they have at making uh, getting back into playoff contention much much less actually making the playoffs so we'll get to that in a moment this episode is brought to you by our friends at draft.com if you haven't heard about draft let me tell you it's like fantasy but a whole lot better it's the only uh, place that we play fantasy basketball because Uh, Basically, you can uh, draft it up very quickly, and it's a one-night draft. You know, Daily Fantasy, you've heard of that, right? But at the same time, you get to keep the players that you draft. That's the cool part, that that I draft somebody, and that player is mine. And you can go head-to-head with your friends and win uh, some real cash, and you'll have an opportunity to take our money. I'll tell you about that in just a few moments. But let's start with this game against Sacramento. Again, the Hornets get the win 131 to 111. 131 points. My goodness. Nick Batum, 8 of 12 from the field, 21 points. Dwight Howard, 9 of 13 for 20 points. And you get uh, 16 from Johnny O'Brien. That was a, a surprise. Not a surprise, though. Jeremy Lamb and Frank Kaminsky continuing to score consistently off the bench. They've been doing that all road trip. Uh, David, what, what happened to cause this Hornets offensive explosion?
1: So the Kings are not great, um, but the Hornets were just on fire. They shot the lights out, Doug. Uh, they shot – these numbers are, you know, equally impressive and, and also I think a little sad for me, guys, because the Hornets made 15 threes. Um, that ties their season high. That ties their season high. That sounds low. For this for this uh current stage of the NBA and the 103s they made in the first half more than they average for a full game um, so also a high point but also something that maybe tells us why they've been struggling just a little bit this season but that was it, man. They they shot the lights out, scored seventy points in the first half, seventy two, and uh, went on to cruise from that seventy two. Yeah, you're right. So it was, went on to cruise from there.
0: I only know that because the Hornets actually tweeted that fun fact out that the seventy two points in the first half was the second most on the road in franchise history. First, that's correct. Was seventy four in oh, so it was yeah on the road. So first was seventy four points in Phoenix in two thousand and six. Fun fact: The Bobcats actually lost that game, one thirty-six to one twenty-one. Uh, Raymond Felton wow. had thirty-one points. Classic. Jermaine Jones had twenty-two for the Bobkitties. Sure. Jake Vachal sure. played oh, twelve actually. minutes. And, oh my
1: god! <laughs> the stop Suns it. stop, stop,
0: no more. Let me one more. The Suns. Now you'll remember this was sort of the uh, maybe not the peak of the seven seconds or less sons, but certainly the beginning of the the Nash uh, Stoudemire, they were really finding their groove. They scored 40 points in the third quarter uh, to take the lead, and they would uh, win 136 to 121. So the Hornets, they score 72, and this time they get the victory against Sacramento. Nick, what was your take on this
2: game? Yeah, uh, one of those games where like, the Hornets kind of gave them an opening a couple of times to come back, um, and then it seemed like... Sacramento was kind of half-heartedly trying to do it. Cause like they would score. Right. And then there'd be just one stretch of play where they just stopped defending and and the Hornets got some open shots or could just feed it to Dwight for an easy bucket or whatever it was. Um, So for once, actually maybe the first time all season, I watched a game where I didn't feel all that concerned about the Hornets blowing a lead. So that kind of shows, you know, kind of where their opponent's at, you know, which is, Strange to think that there's an opponent that's in a worse spot than, you know, than the Hornets are at this point. But um, no, look, I'm glad I'm glad they won because this is, uh, you know, I was very disappointed with the with the New Year's Eve game. um, And they still have a chance to go three and one on this road trip. Um, I'm glad that they, you know, came out firing in this. They really just tried to, to win it pretty, you know. Pretty uh, substantially. So, yeah.
0: no, all good. Well, so I want to get to a couple of things you said there. So, first, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. They, they finally were able to counter the counterpunch because we yeah. saw the same thing happen in Los Angeles where they had a great, the Hornets had a great second quarter and then they go into the locker room and they allow the home team to set the tone in the third quarter. Uh, And and L.A. would have an excellent third quarter and pull away from the Hornets and not look back this time. And, and, you know, credit to Sacramento for being a a garbage fire. They they certainly help things. A lot of turnovers, a lot of miscues, a lot of missed shots. So that helps. But the Hornets also got some good shooting from players as well. You had Nick Batum in that third quarter, four of six, one of two from beyond the arc. He looked a lot more comfortable in this game. Nine points, so crucial for Nick Batum to get back into gear. He said after the game that uh, this is 2018 Nick Batum. That he wasn't a Correct. big fan of 2017 <laughs> Nick Batum, and, and I'm sure he understands that fans were not a huge fan of 2017 Nick Batum. So he's doing the new year, new me, essentially. Yeah. New year, new Nick, and and if this continues for the Hornets, if they can get that consistent offensive production from Nick Batum, then and that's going to be one key. Uh, to getting them back in into playoff contention. The other thing that I wanted to address there, Nick, is you saying that it's hard to imagine another team struggling more than the Charlotte Hornets. It's hard to imagine that because we sort of talk about it like that. But if right. you look at their point differential, it's sitting at a little bit above negative one. So, right. uh, you know, other teams like Miami, who is in in the playoffs, if they were to start today, has a higher or a more negative point differential. And and then teams that, like the Nets that are above them, I think the Nets are sitting at negative three. Two teams that are sitting below them, but are only like a half game back are are negative five. So the Hornets have been in contention in a lot of these games. And I just said this on 730, and and it just sort of popped into my head, but I like this idea that the Hornets as a team, as a collective, are like a player going through a shooting slump they they they're right there they've got to stay aggressive and there's a belief there they haven't completely fallen apart in terms of their confidence but they got to go out there and keep shooting and 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 hope that things turn around you heard it you kind of heard this attitude from Nick Batum that like they still feel like if just a couple of breaks go their way they've got eight of their next nine at home that they can get this thing back in the right direction how ridiculous is that in your mind david do, do you have belief in this team at this point that they could pull things out of the tailspin?
1: So that point differential, I think, is a thing that is confusing a lot of people when they look at that and then they look at the overall record and then they watch this team play. Like if they haven't been watching all year, right, that's the thing where people are like, well, why is this team so bad? Why are they this far down in the standings? And they look at that point differential, which kind of tells you how close they are you know, in, your, in their games, as you said, Doug. But the other, I think so that gives you some hope. But the other thing that gives you hope is the schedule. I mean, the strength of schedule they've had first to start the year has been the most difficult in the NBA. And I think the turnaround, like the flip side, the rest of the season is going to be the easiest in the league. So, I mean, that gives you some, some hope that they can turn it around. And also, you know, let's see, let's check the old standings here. What are they? Five games out of eight. So, you know, some of these other teams, Brooklyn, New York, Are going to maybe start to fall, Um, and you mentioned the point differential of some of those other teams. So that tells you that that's possible. It's going to be difficult.
0: They have to be. They have have to find ten wins somewhere, like ten wins above. They have to finish the second half of the season ten wins above five hundred essentially.
1: And that's why they need to do things like close this road trip out with a winning record instead of splitting it, which you would usually take. Right, like they've already split this road win. I mean, this road trip with a surprise win over the Warriors. They really need to close it out three and one by beating the Lakers. I mean, that's why they have back themselves into a corner, but they have to do all of these things and probably get some help to get back in it.
2: Yeah. Like I, I, I don't have a f- whole lot of confidence that they can turn it around only because I think they've dug themselves too much of a hole, but I will say this, they, um, when you, when you watch them on, you know, you watch them on, like, in, in any game, you know, they cut to the sideline, they cut to the game, you don't see a sense that they're turning on each other, you don't get the sense that, like, they're pointing fingers, um, it's more of like, you know, Doug, I think your point is good, like, they're kind of going through a shooting slump, they can't really quite figure out what, why this is happening, because um, I'm sure they look around and say, we're much better than, than our record shows, um, so I think, you know, just maybe the fact that they're, they're still willing to, to give that they're, they they have not given up on this. they they still think they can get back in it. Um, you know, like you said, the stretch here with the end of this road trip and this, these next eight home games um, that could determine whether they're in this thing in, in March and April.
0: You saw it a few weeks ago when uh, there, there was some frustration shared between Dwight Howard and Michael Carter Williams and Michael Carter Williams has generally been frustrated with himself <laughs> to everyone, probably God at some point for why this chips. is happening to him. But uh, th- there was some of that that started to bubble up and you've seen that go away. And uh, yeah. you know you, you can we can speculate on why that's happened, but look, this team is full of of veterans that have normally shied away from drama. And credit to Dwight Howard for all of his reputation as uh, yeah. being mercurial, as being a a locker room uh, quote cancer unquote. <laughs> Uh, has not been that at all for the Charlotte no. Hornets. In fact, he's been one of the the steady presences and the more positive presences. And you have to understand, like Dwight Howard, this is sort of an unusual situation for him. Uh, even, you know, when he was with Atlanta and going through those difficulties, that was a playoff team. Uh, yeah. The Houston playoff teams Orlando playoff teams. He's so, never not
1: made the playoffs,
0: right? So this is an unusual situation for him, and I think he's handled it very well. This entire locker room is is holding together for now, and and I think it's also a reflection of Steven Silas, who is an even keel personality, has tried to keep uh, this locker room as positive as it could be through uh, this this uh, losing stretch. And honestly, like that's the, the only shot that they have of turning things around. Is 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 to keep things like that from from turning into a Sacramento or even a a Lakers? They play the Lakers on Friday. The Lakers are having players only meeting, talking about uh, the problems that they have with each other, with the organization, with the way the business is run. That's so weird to me. The reports of like the businesses say like, what are they? They're worried about concession prices. What? Just play basketball. Oh my God, I can't believe it. But that's but that but see the LA draws that kind of drama. Charlotte. They've, they've accumulated players like Kemba, like MKG, like Marvin, like Nick, who uh, uh, try to keep things drama-free, and, and it's benefiting them at this moment.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing that – well, not the only thing, but I think the biggest thing that keeps you from being too positive that they can turn around is just that they haven't – we haven't seen it. I mean, you know, with this group, like, they haven't been consistent enough. We all know that. They haven't played well enough night in and night out to think that they can put a little run together. But, you know, maybe, you know, with Nick Batum scoring 21 points, that's certainly a positive. Um, maybe going out on this road trip, you know, sometimes that's kind of a bonding thing for teams. Sometimes they can turn it around when they get away from home, uh, get away from some distractions and just be on the road for a while. So hopefully that's what this is. It's it's not going to be easy, but how many times over the last couple of years have we been in this exact situation with this team saying, starting to count you know games back in, in January and February and figure out how they can get there so it's just another another trip down that road
2: you are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast here
1: on Basketball Reference one of my favorite things is the nicknames they have listed for people take a guess at what Zach Collins nickname is oh uh, the big cricket Doug. <laughs> <Death.
2: Death. laughs>
1: I I are really good. How
0: am I supposed to compete with the
2: big cricket? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com.
0: All right, fantasy basketball fans, listen up! If you love fantasy basketball, then you need to try our new favorite app. It's called Draft. It's daily fantasy basketball, but it's not like the other guys. It's way better. Uh, it works like this. It's a draft that lasts for just one night, and there's no management. You just set it and forget it. You get to keep the players that you draft. You go head-to-head. You can win cash with your friends. And we're going to do a live draft uh, right now. Uh, Nick, I just sent you the invite for yeah. our Draft.com challenge. And we, when we do this, we normally draft a couple of Hornets players and a couple of whoever the, the team that they're playing, because they usually play on Wednesday night. They're not playing uh, tonight tonight. So this is just, you can pick anybody. Those are the rules. We also usually make it a little interesting, uh, apart from the dollar uh, that we win from one another. Uh, I think David owes me, you you have to wear a Mountie costume that I still have to buy on Amazon and send to you. Should I send that to your house or to the beach? Which one should I?
1: (laughs) Yeah, go ahead and send it to the beach.
0: (laughs) All right. So... Uh, you owe me a mountie costume. Nick has to talk in a Boston accent on this Fun Friday for one segment. So the the like worst Boston accent that he can come up with. He's going to do that mm-hmm. on Friday. For this one, uh, in honor of Los Angeles, I guess one of us has to wear uh, sunglasses for the entire segment for the entire That's show.
1: It. I yeah. love it. I was, right. there's, there's a, there's a 902 and a tie-in that I'm missing here. Maybe I'll think of it before you guys finish, but I, let's stick with the sunglasses. Well,
0: now. let's say that, okay, yes, sunglasses, but we'll be back on YouTube by then so we can have some visual effects. Um, we'll say whoever loses this has to wear sunglasses, but also uh, whoever loses this, whenever someone requests it, they have to do the Dylan, like put the sunglasses down on their nose and look at the camera all sexy like he did in the in the opener.
1: Sure, familiar.
0: Okay, so that's what they have to do. Yep. All right, so you went – who did you go there, Nick? You went Russ oh, Westbrook?
2: Russ, yeah.
0: All right, so I'm going oh, to take – oh, man, no! Wait, I get two picks. It's okay. I just went against my draft My draft rule, which is always take Giannis first. Right now he's averaging 54.4 points every night. They're rejecting him 57 against – who does he have? Does it tell you – oh, yeah, so they're playing Indiana at home. Yeah, definitely – or Indiana in Indiana. I'm still taking Tacumpo. So I've got Tacumpo and LeBron James. And the way this works, you get two guards, two forwards, and a center. They still keep the center position, which uh, I think Nick is going to fill right now because DeMarcus Cousins is still available. No, you're going Chris Paul. Explain that one to me, Nick.
2: He's playing Orlando. I got got another pick too, so. Oh, now
0: you're going to go Drummond, aren't you? Yeah. (laughs) Damn it. So this is a snake draft.
1: This is a snake (laughs) draft. You always get that part, Doug.
0: All right, so so because it's head-to-head, I really don't have to take a center right now because you can't take another center. So I'm going to go down and take someone that I haven't really been taking this season a lot, but I'm going to go Benjamin Simmons, who had 53 points in his last game. He's been a little up and down because his scoring is up and down, so you don't know what kind of contribution you're going to get, but man, when he is on, he is absolutely on. All right, so I get another pick. And again, I don't have to fill my center position because you've already filled yours. That's why you have to play this. The draft makes you play smart. I like that. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the team that's hot right now, Minnesota, and Jimmy buckets looking for his offense. I'm gonna go Jimmy Butler
2: with my final pick. I'm gonna go uh, Kevin Durant. I can't believe he's still on the board here against Dallas. What? Uh, why
0: didn't it? Oh, because I had already filled my.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you you and wow. LeBron, Giannis and then
0: Oh well, okay. That's fine. I'm okay with LeBron and Giannis over You're Kevin Porzingis Durant. Here.
2: Yeah. Porzingis. Mm. I think I'm doing good here. Yeah, if
0: Porzingis, you know, if he plays. Always an injury concern. All right, now I have a decision to, to make. Andre Drummond or Carl Anthony Towns. David, help me out. Which one? Am I going? Oh wait, I already picked somebody from uh, Minnesota. I shouldn't pick two people from Minnesota. That's bad juju. Wow.
2: No. that yeah. should be one of our, that should be one of our things. We should just pick starting lineups for like an actual NBA matchup. Ooh, that you could know. be cool. Yeah. Like, but make sure it's like a, where either team could well, win. see, I don't <laughs> know.
0: There, there's uh th- we did the weird thing one time where draft wouldn't, I-, I don't know if draft lets you take more than like four players from a, I don't know On if we can even team. do that. Yeah. Uh, I got to check. I got to email my, my, my guys from draft because we're trying to see draft is awesome, but we try to manipulate the rules. And we're right. we're messing with drafts whole system here on the show. We're, did you we're... pick
1: someone, Doug? If Doug, you pick someone,
0: <laughs> I did. Yeah, I took Drummond. Hmm. I okay. I, d- I don't listen. I don't I don't.
1: Uh... Just trying to keep the same move. All
0: right, so Nick uh, is projected two fifty nine. I'm projected two fifty six. So I've got a three point hole to overcome, but uh, I like my chances. Okay, uh, what do I need to say about draft? Oh, yeah, here's the best part. So Nick and I are playing for cold, hard cash. Winner gets a dollar. That's where drafts start at, just one dollar. So there's a draft for everyone. We're going to have a listener draft today at 4 o'clock. And I'll be in it. Uh, Nick will probably be in it. So uh, maybe David, I don't know, if he you know, can put his um, frozen pina colada down because it's so cold outside at the beach you can put that down for a second, maybe he'll be involved. So come take our money. Sign up at draft.com. Use our promo code LOHornets, and uh, you can get a free game with your first deposit. So that's awesome as well. All new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use our promo code LOHornets. Play a real money game for free just for using our promo code LOHornets on your first deposit on draft. All right, back to this game. We've kind of already talked about what this game meant for the Hornets. Uh, this, this means that they have a shot to finish this road trip, three and one. They've got eight of their next nine games at home. Against winnable competition, you got some teams that are playing well. Utah. They've got Utah at home, guys. First opportunity for oh, Hornets Lord. fans to see Donovan Mitchell.: Our boy. <laughs> to, to play He's the guy, to, man. to play the big what-if game?
2: Oh Oh, man! You guys are you guys
0: are so down about this. Why are you You so? I'm I'm
2: convinced. I I was thinking about this. He would not be. He would be averaging 18 points a game here. Like, where would they play him? He's not a point guard. Okay. It doesn't matter
1: though, does it?
2: He's. uh...
0: I think it very much matters. No one wants wants to say that because it matters. It doesn't matter. It 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 totally matters matters. because look, everybody wants to think it doesn't matter because they're seeing Donovan Mitchell do amazing things on the floor. Uh, And, you know, they're seeing him get up high for these dunks. They're seeing him hit these shots. They're not seeing the missed shots. They're not seeing the volume of shots that he takes. Only fans of Utah are seeing that, but they're excited by the dunks as well.
1: Um, No, what, what I'm saying is I think he still gets a shot. They played Malik Monk at point guard for crying out loud. I mean, they would have given this kid a shot to run the second unit, I think. So I think he would have gotten his opportunity. No, uh, you, but yeah. you're, you, to your point, though, uh, the, like the efficiency is not there, the production is. So he's not getting, he's not being forced fed the ball and saying, "You go score, fill in for Gordon Hayward," basically, which is what Utah's told him.
0: I'm not taking anything away from Donovan Mitchell. What I will say, though, is that you can't write a rookie story in their rookie year unless they are no, LeBron James. No. Like there have been very few certainties. In terms of rookie seasons. I mean, Kobe Bryant yeah, he's good. Kobe Bryant had a weird rookie season. C.J. McCollum didn't really turn up until his third season. That's the thing well, with Monk. Done. Monk's 19. I, you know I hate age, but he only had one year in college, and, yeah. and he's still got to kind of get into his body a little bit. So, you know. Everybody.
1: Yeah, but if you redraft now, uh, Mitchell's in the top five. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah fine, are yeah, fine. Yeah, you laugh that?
0: But I, well, I okay. laugh at that because it's ridiculous, of course. Like, we do that with every draft. If you redraft every draft, it changes. Like, Giannis would have been number one, of course. But you don't know this yeah. information. <laughs> no kidding? No one criticized <laughs> – but that's what I'm saying. No one
2: criticized the oh, pick. no one – no, no one did. Well, it's, no, you're it's, right. It's, it, no, the, I think this time it's like, you know, usually, usually uh, fans, you know, they, they get on the team for making the wrong pick. And I think this time they, you know, they mostly agreed they made the right pick, and then that's backfiring yeah. them, or at least right now it seems to be backfiring them.
0: What's yeah, worse? So. What's worse? Knowing that your team uh, is is doing it wrong, is picking the wrong guy, and it and it turning out poorly, or that they pick the right guy, quote unquote, and it still turns out poorly. Like yeah. what's worse?
2: I, I mean, uh, the, the, it's the weird thing is like they they were gonna take them. And then Monk slipped, and they said, "Okay, wait a second, you know, because I think you know it's it's one's bad, one's
0: yeah. bad they, management, one's bad scouting, and one's just bad luck. One is a curse.
2: The hornet, the Hornets have had some bad luck. I'm not gonna
1: you, like, Uh for sure. You know what I tell myself to make to make me feel better is uh, that they would have taken Luke and Art.
2: <laughs> Oh man,
0: yeah. See, that's a thing. Uh, you know, look, monks not playing, but I think there's still a belief among NBA heads. That he's got a better than not shot of being a really good basketball player. Yeah. But if you took Canard, if you're Detroit and you took Canard over Donovan Mitchell, like you, you have to be hating yourself a little bit more
1: than the. And I think, are. like, yeah, to to I think Nick correct me if I'm wrong. If this wasn't the point you were you were making or saying, I mean, the the uh, situation is, is so different and is so key, especially for Monk, because. Really, it's the worst case situation for him in Charlotte right now. I mean, not of his own making, some of the team's making, but there was no way he was going to be successful with a team saying, All right, here, go be the point guard, right? Even for the second right. unit. Like, they needed, he needed to be in a place ideally that he would have been just go shoot, go make shots. Don't even worry about hardly defense at all. Like, be the guy out there we can just swing it to and you can make shots. Not yeah. run the second unit, not run the offense, not be the point guard. And no, oh, by the way, couple that with the fact that he didn't, you know, go through any training camp. He's 19 year old, you know, all the stuff that's kind of putting him behind the eight ball. Whereas I said, Mitchell, who had run the offense at Louisville, they had gone through him. They had asked him to be the man in that offense. And he went into the exact same role in Utah. Certainly it's a step up. Certainly he's put in some work and certainly he's able to produce on the NBA level, but it's like a whole different scenario. I mean, I still love Mitchell, but you have to factor that in when you're especially looking at Monk. It's just the worst-case scenario for him to have a successful rookie year is this case in Charlotte right now. Yeah.
0: Taking yeah, a I lot mean, and and Mitchell's taking a lot of shots at the rim as well. I mean, he's he's using that uh god-gifted athleticism to get to the rim and he's finishing very well. You wonder and- you wonder this with all rookies that play really well, except again for the the elite of the elite, the elite of the elite like uh, like Ben Simmons, like LeBron James, but you wonder, like, what happens when teams next season have tape and they start to scheme against these guys? And they go, look, I mean, he's taking, uh, you know, thirty-four percent of his shots at the rim. He's not, he's not shooting from mid-range. If we, if we can take this guy's uh, rim game away, then we've got a better than not shot of limiting him offensively.
1: And too, like he's playing much better than anyone could have thought right like they thought he was going to be good but he was still a defense first guy which he may still be but like this offensive production even at the low efficiency I think is much more than even Utah or or maybe even Donovan Mitchell himself could have imagined like as much as we loved him loved him for his athleticism like the type of three and D guy that he may be able to turn into but this being the main guy I think is certainly ahead of schedule him. Don't you guys think? I mean, it's it's much more than anyone could have thought. Yeah, and let's yeah. be honest.
0: Let's be honest. Part of, of what makes Hornets fans upset that Donovan, about the Donovan-Mitchell situation, is that they constantly see Mitchell's highlights on Twitter. And, totally. and they're screaming for Malik Monk. And it doesn't, that's the thing, it, The basketball doesn't matter. Uh, it, it just a sort of nerdy inside poop of basketball it doesn't matter to a lot of fans. They just want to see cool plays. And that that is what it is. I mean, they just want to see their team on SportsCenter. They want to see their team on Twitter. SportsCenter's yeah. not a thing anymore. Sorry, they just want to see their team on Twitter. <laughs> they don't want to see their team on Shackton. They want to see their 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 team on the the NBA.com Play. you know top ten plays. And the Hornets aren't really getting on those lists.
2: You know, like I, uh, Josh Primsky said this last night on Twitter. Like, uh, he said, all you got to do is look at two, like, there are two, like, two possessions that Monk was in. You can see why he's not, like, not playing ahead of, you know, the guys that he could be yeah. playing ahead of. And it's, and, yeah. I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm not, you know, like, I still think he'll, I, I still feel fine about him next season beyond that. But it's just not, it's just not time for him yet. And unfortunately, and I, and I want I want to see him play because, you know, he he has an exciting type of game, an exciting amount of potential. But you know, like they they finally start, they're they're finally starting to carve out a, a, a bit of a of a bench unit that seems fairly productive. I mean, Frank and the Lamb are scoring a little bit consistent consistently now. Mm-hmm. Trevion Graham is is. I mean, I'm like here here. You know, what I got to actually get. I I, I I thought about this yesterday. We are like a lot of fans are, are very are critical of the fact that the Hornets don't play young players. Graham is a second year player. Okay, he is he is he is still young in his own regards. So but he
0: plays an old man game. That's the problem. he does
2: he doesn't and he doesn't look nineteen. I mean, he isn't nineteen? But I mean, he looks like he's <laughs> been in the league five years. <laughs> but you know, like like we, they're they're playing a second year player and he's Nick. Shoot productive. the three. Don't take the two. Shoot the right. three. Graham is shooting hey. threes. He's, he's a 3-and-D guy. He's exactly the yeah. type of player they need him to be. Yep.
1: And, uh, yeah, that's, yep, that's, uh, that's true. I mean, they're, they're trying to develop those young guys. You have to be encouraged by Graham especially. I mean, he just he's continued to build upon that play, that solid play, right, and, and not making right. too many mistakes. But now he's starting to hit a couple of these threes and be that, that energy guy too. I mean, that's, that's what they need to add. That's what they need to infuse this lineup with across the board. So I mean, they are developing that. In in limited spaces, so he has to be encouraged a little bit by that.
0: Yeah, why is the bench getting better? Because they're getting surprise contributions from Johnny O'Brien, who shoots it every time he touches it, and I love him. (laughs) I love every second of Johnny O's shots. I love it. Uh, They're getting surprise contributions from Travion Graham, Uh, Jeremy Lamb. His three-point shooting has finally returned to form. Uh, It's it's starting to creep back up there, and Frank Kaminsky. I think uh, an important development for him is number one, he slicked the hair back. Yes. So he's getting serious. Yeah, and, and Mirror mirror Universe was what I was looking for in the last episode. I couldn't come up with that, but he looks like Mirror Universe Frank Kaminsky. That's been important, but what's also been important is that he's taking more three-point shots. He's he stopped trying to be this like ultimate sixth-man offensive option for the Hornets where he just tries to make a play every time he touches the basketball. That's Johnny O'Brien's job. Yeah, Frank's yeah, Frank's gone b- back to getting uh, uh, getting the shots that he needs to get, uh, getting open looks and knocking them down for three. That's what the Hornets need from him. Look, the Hornets don't have a a sixth man. I'll just say that, like they don't have a a Lou Williams type of player. They've got to do sixth man by committee. That's why I said it's important for Frank Kaminsky and Jeremy Lamb to have twenty five points combined. So if, if Frank Kaminsky's on one night, great. If Jeremy Lamb's on one night, great. If they get, you know, 10 from Johnny or Travion, even better. But they've got to get at least 25 between Lamb and Kaminsky. They have to share the basketball. They have to move the basketball. And also one more thing that I think has been an important development for the bench is Steven Silas playing Dwight Howard more with the bench. We all thought, play Nick Batum, play Nick Batum with the bench. They need they need to 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 grease the wheels offensively, but it's been Dwight Howard anchoring the defense that has allowed them to get out in in into open space, get you know get some missed shots, move the ball, and and get early offense. That's what's actually helped this bench play better, play more effectively, is, you know, you have a much better shot of getting Jeremy Lamb and Frank Kaminsky an open three before the defense has an opportunity to get set. So if you can get a miss shot, if you can get Michael Carter-Williams pushing the pace without turning the basketball over and then giving up the basketball, then the bench plays a lot better, and they have.
1: Yeah. How much yeah. better was that ball movement last night? I mean, like some of this is the Kings from last night. Y'all, we know that. But seriously, the, the ball movement is so much better. I think on this road trip, it feels like as a whole. Credit to Kemba. In, against, in, the, in the corner, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, I mean, that is encouraging. Hey, did you guys see Donovan Mitchell drive against the Cavs <laughs> to make that game-winning layup? <laughs> I just want to comment on that. I was thinking about: it. Did y'all see that play? It's the, it's yes. the latest. It's highly real. Oh, A little, man. a little defense from the Cavs. Like, like no defense. <laughs> he he, they he think, drove
2: past J.R. Smith and right through LeBron to, to make a layup to win the game. Like they, they thought they thought they needed a three, like the you know, like Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, you know, they, mm-hmm. they <laughs> maybe yeah. Schroeder was inspired by that. You know, yeah.
0: What if Donovan Mitchell comes into Charlotte and scores forty-five points? Oh,
2: like God. how? I don't, don't put
1: it out there.
0: How uh, how would the fan the, base react? I'm thinking negatively.
1: <laughs> Let's just honestly. I said it on draft night. Just be glad he's in Utah.
2: Yeah, so we don't. It's really Sure, he's see in the Western Conference. You only get to
0: yeah. get to see yeah. him in Charlotte probably once a year. Uh, yeah, credit to Kimba though for the ball movement. He was dealing last night. Ten assists on the night, despite not shooting the basketball very well. You know, getting to uh, getting some other players good looks. Uh, he reached into his bag of hashtag fancy passes. Uh, he was uh, using the bounce pass effectively uh, to find open shooters. And, uh, you know, his shot has waxed and waned throughout this season, but he's been finding guys consistently. Uh, Kimball Walker passing Muggsy Bogues for second on the franchise assist list, and he's also second wow. on the scoring list behind Dell Curry. Look, whether or not he makes the the all-star uh, roster this season, we talked about it. it, it might be a little difficult for him uh, this season. But regardless, look, he's the best he's the best player in franchise history, right? I mean that's not yep. we're not gonna question uh, that yeah. anymore. Okay, yep. great. We've settled. Yeah. Let us Nick, know what you think. What do you think. think? We
1: talked about that a little bit. Sorry, Doug. I don't want to get Nick's thought on because we we ran down the point guards in the east. It's gonna be close again for him this year. I think it maybe come down to like him, Simmons. Who else do we have in there, Doug? Uh
0: Bradley Beal. I think that's the bubble right now. It's yeah. Walker, Brad yeah. Beal, and Ben Simmons, uh, Simmons with with maybe Wall. Yeah, I
1: think Simmons Oh, Wall's in.
0: Wall's maybe in.
1: no wall's, uh, in. walls in he's in yeah I would if say if you go like, like last year Nick like remember all the wild cards like they had six point guards in I think or six, six guards yeah so it'd have to be that way again for him to get in I, I think
2: I, I think uh, right now I don't think he would get in um, but if the Hornets are like somehow surging Around that time, the coaches, you know, because what it, it comes down to, what the coaches, coaches, uh, have, and then but, but, do the players affect it now?
1: The no, it's can, a, that's just for starters, right? All the fan, uh, the fan oh, that's right, player, yeah, right, right, yeah.
2: Matthew Deladova. <laughs> <Still
1: the coaches. laughs> yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it's still it's still the coaches.
2: Okay, so yeah, I, I think the coaches. If, if the Hornets are surging and he's and he's, you know, helping, you know, with that, I think they might maybe give him an edge it has just, to well
0: that's the thing nick it has to be narrative at this point because right. it has to be his significance to this team and coaches are more they're more susceptible to that right they're not just going to look at the raw numbers they're going to say well, they
1: man to game plan for him too yeah. yeah
0: exactly they know that kimba has and and uh yeah the guys at uh, espn 730 asked me about kimba's you know kind of on and off shooting and his offense and, and it's been part injury that that wrist is definitely bothering him, and and it's getting better. And you've seen his performance jump up uh, over the past ten or so games because it is healing up. But also, I think he's had to shoulder so much of the offensive load. Like he's not getting any help. You know, he looks around and and, and nobody's shooting the basketball well. It's just tough. Uh, so that net rating, yeah, the net rating. That's what you have to look at. It's, it's, I mean, he's so much. The, the Hornets are are so much better uh, with him on the floor than they are off. So I, I that think, may help him. Yeah. Okay.
1: And the all-star thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, do you go, so that's the question. Do you go with a Kimball Walker who is unquestionably the best player on his team, but that team is not playing very well? Or do you go with Brad Beal, who is unquestionably the second best player on his team, but that team is doing well,
2: relatively? Yeah, that's that's a tough call. All
0: right, well, uh, let us know what you think on Twitter at Hornets or Buzz at com is the email. We'll read those responses on the air. Does Kimball Walker deserve an all-star bid we'll, we'll be talking about this I think for the next couple of weeks for sure uh, thanks so much for listening to locked on Hornets uh, make sure to go to draft.com sign up use our promo code LO Hornets and play with us at four o'clock pm. if you follow me on L O H Doug you will see that invitation everyone gets an invite when you follow me on draft LOH Doug uh, thanks so much for listening uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more on your Charlotte Hornets for Nick and David I'm Doug go Hornets go America let's swarm shark